Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Old Testament reading from Isaiah 64, verse 6. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. So far our text. Unclean! Unclean! The whole lot of us. Isaiah makes that point perfectly clear to us this morning. Sin has made us unclean to the very core. We are so unclean that all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We can do nothing that isn't unclean. Everything is tainted. Therefore, God had to rend the heavens and come down to save us. The Bible talks about two different states in life, clean and unclean. The kosher food laws speak about clean and unclean food. There were clean and unclean animals that were acceptable or unacceptable for sacrifice. People were clean or unclean based on the disease of leprosy or ritual uncleanness, such as childbirth or bodily discharge or touching a dead body. This ritual uncleanness serves as Isaiah's picture in our text. All our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. When someone was declared unclean, they were kicked out of the camp for the time of their uncleanness. For some uncleanness, it was as little as seven days. For childbirth, it was 40 days for a son and 80 for a daughter. For leprosy and the woman's monthly uncleanness, it was for as long as the circumstance lasted. During this time, they were treated as outsiders because their circumstances had placed them outside God's holy, clean people. Therefore, they were required to live outside the encampment. Their internal uncleanness was echoed by their outer circumstances. Your circumstances take you outside God's camp and take you away. The wind takes you away like the chaff because your sin has rotted you out to the core, making you empty. This is easily seen from the effects of Adam's fall into sin. He fell from God's grace and infected his children with a sinful nature. So far did it go that God must note that every intent of the thoughts within his heart was only evil continually. Noah was the tenth generation after Adam. By this point, some 2200 years after creation, sin's corruption had become complete in its outer expression. They went after whatever they wanted. It didn't matter if they hurt anyone else or not. As long as they were happy, it was acceptable. How very different it isn't today. We are still rotten to the core because of our sin. It is the cancer that eats away at the soul, that causes us to look for God in places where we shouldn't. This cycle continues to add to our frustrations, our fears, our tears. Often we have been fed with the bread of tears as our sin continues to torment us. The only way to get through the agony and bitter labor of this sinful life is to accept that you need him who died and rose. To believe that Jesus and his sacrifice are the only way to become clean. The only way to become acceptable to God. The only way to be righteous. In our despair, we ask, in our sins, we have been a long time. And shall we be saved? Yes, we shall be saved. But we can only be saved when God rends the heavens with his salvation. 
Jesus rent the heavens open when he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Jesus rent the heavens open when he was baptized by John the baptizer in the Jordan River. Jesus rent the heavens open when he preached repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus rent the heavens open when he showed a glimpse of his heavenly glory to his disciples. Jesus rent the heavens open when he entered into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Jesus rent the heavens open when he was crucified, died, and buried. Jesus rent the heavens open when he rose from the dead. How do you become clean? How are you saved? You do nothing. Jesus has done it all. He has cleansed you. He has saved you. He rent the heavens open for you. His unclean creatures, those who seek salvation, those who wait for him. While we wait, we look where he has promised to be, his word and his sacraments. As we begin a new church year, we should resolve to be more open to his word and his sacraments, to hear his word more often, to study it by yourself and among your brothers and sisters in our congregation's Bible studies. Right now, our Wednesday morning Bible study is taking a wonderful stroll through St. Paul's letters to Corinth. As this new church year begins, we are hitting the meat of that letter. Now is the perfect time to join. If Wednesday mornings don't work for you, there's always Sunday morning. If for some reason neither works for you, suggest a day and time. I'm always open to being able to help God's people learn about his word. This is what you have called me to do. To teach and proclaim his word so that everyone may hear and know it. That you may share it with your neighbor. God is the potter who uses his word and sacrament to mold you the clay into what he had intended for mankind in the beginning. As descendants of Adam and Eve, everyone has a claim to being God's people. He created all of us, but it's only upon those who have faith that he shines his face on them. Only those sustained by Jesus until the end. Only those who are waiting for the coming kingdom of our father David. The kingdom where we will reign with Jesus over all creation. Our dominion reestablished. Our sin vanquished. Our life cleansed. In Christ, you are no longer unclean. You have become clean through his shed blood. Your righteous deeds are no longer a polluted garment. They are a glorious robe of righteousness. A robe given to you in your baptism. A robe that has cleansed you because it is Jesus' pure righteousness. The righteousness that takes away the sin of the world. The righteousness that promises everlasting life to you who believe that he has cleansed you. That he is your Lord who rent the heavens open to save you. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.